Welcome to the Save Your Marriage podcast, dedicated to all the men and women out there who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages. Here, we give you tools, perspectives, and insight into how to save your marriage and have a thriving marriage. This podcast is sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. And now, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I just want to invite all the men and women out there to book a private, complimentary call with me. We will talk about your particular situation in private and give you lots of guidance and put you on the path to restoring and saving your marriage. Just go to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. Now, I'm wondering if your relationship is suffering from a certain addiction that I see many times in many relationships. And this addiction happens to be a very corrosive part to the relationship. And I'm not talking about some substance or to some process, right? I'm not talking about a gambling addiction or an addiction to alcohol. I'm talking about an addiction to a communication pattern and a thought process. And that communication and thought processes that you know go hand in hand is the process of blame. Is your relationship addicted to blame? Do you have two people who are equally convinced that the other person is entirely at fault or at least mostly at fault for what happened? Well, that tends to be what happens in relationships that are stuck. And yet there's a simple and human reason this happens. We just don't want to be at fault. We don't want to be the reason that a relationship is in trouble whenever there's something going on. Whenever there is a fight, we like to think that we didn't cause it. In fact, what I've noticed is that we're living in a culture of not my fault. And many times I find myself in that problem. I'm driving down the road and I may cut someone off and then they're upset with me and I can't go, well, that's not my fault that they're reacting that way failing to see that I played a role in that thing. The problem with this in a relationship is how quickly it gets back and forth between a couple. So they escalate their blame. They begin to go looking for all of the proof that they are innocent of this and all of the proof that their spouse is guilty of this problem. Now, there are a couple of problems when we step into the not-my-fault phase And I want to talk a little bit about those because blame is really about the focus on your spouse and the defocus on yourself. And several things happen when you do that. When the focus of the attention of what happened, what's wrong, is placed outside of you, then you've got some problems. The first thing is that generally it's very false. In fact, rarely have I seen situations where one person is entirely at fault. And when that is the case, it is such the exception that there's something else hugely going on that is outside of the norm. There might be some other big issues, generally speaking, in terms of the relationship or where the relationship is. It's a joint process to get there. That doesn't mean that there's not some action that might finally tip things over, but it is a joint process. For instance, some people say, well, what about an affair? You can't tell me I'm at fault for my affair. And my response is this point of blame is not about a particular event, but where the relationship is at that point. 
So let's look at the affair. Yes, somebody acted out and broke the boundaries of the relationship. But before that, my guess is there were two things going on in the relationship that created the circumstances where the affair could take place. The first thing is probably a lack of connection generally. In fact, I would say almost always in the midst of an affair, there is a disconnected relationship. Remember, the foundation, the lifeblood, the circulation of a relationship, of a marriage, is connection. And since we are desperately in need of that circulation, since we're definitely desperately in need of that lifeblood of the relationship, when it's missing, there is a vulnerability. We start looking for the places to fill that in. It's just kind of natural human thing to look for that connection somewhere to try to bring it into your life. And the problem with that is that then the relationship is at risk and all it takes is the next piece, the lack of boundaries. Lots of times couples tell me that they never had a conversation about the boundaries of the relationship either because they didn't understand that that existed or they didn't understand what that would look like or they didn't know how to set them. They didn't know how to create those boundaries. We don't have to do it anywhere else. And so for the first time, you have to do it. It's for real. So a lot of times when there is an affair, it's because there has been a disconnected relationship where there are no boundaries to protect a disconnected relationship that takes two people to create that situation. If we start looking at that relationship like a dance, you realize that both people are playing their steps. And so if at some point you say, hey, you stepped on my foot, it's possible that both people's feet were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or perhaps you realize that you didn't even know the steps that the other person was going to do and you got in the way. But there's still the dance going on. The two of you are dancing the steps together and therefore there's a joint responsibility of how that dance goes. So the first thing that happened, the first thing that you notice, the problem in this that it's usually false. Rarely is it the case that one person truly is to blame. Very rarely is that the case. The second thing is how disempowering it is. If you say it is all your fault, because as soon as you say it, it is all your fault, then you realize if you had nothing to do with it, then there's nothing you can do about it. And so in the process of thinking that way, you rob yourself of the capacity of changing in the process. And this is a powerful place that I see. Many people get stuck. They'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I want a better relationship, but I didn't do this. And so why should I have to do anything about it? Somebody else ought to have to do this. My spouse ought to have to clean this up. My spouse ought to take responsibility for this. Not me. I didn't do this. See, what's interesting to me is how often I've had couples, both people pointing out to what the other person did that caused this. Both people are able to start the process. And so it usually goes kind of like this, you know, like this story. One will say, well, my spouse did this. And the other person will say, yeah, but I did that because of this. And the other spouse will say, yeah, but I did that because of this. And then the other person will say, yeah but I did this because of that. And if I were to let them go long enough, I'm pretty sure they would go all the way back to the point when they first met. 
And every step would be pointing the finger at the other person because they are taught in the game that it's not my fault and it's your fault. And the problem is what they really want to have happen is for the other person to say, you know what, you're right. This is my bad. This is my fault. Let me fix it. See, that's the fantasy that we have, but it misses out the reality of the relationship that has caused this. So when we disempower ourselves with blame, we're stuck with not being able to move forward in any way without any power. And the third thing that happens is it's falsehoods, the wait method. You might be familiar with the wait method. I will wait. Well, I'll wait until my spouse understands that this is their fault. Well, I will wait until my spouse takes some action to get this going. Well, I will wait until my spouse comes to their senses, or I'll wait to see what happened in all of these places. You'll see the common thing is waiting for the spouse to take action. So first, you're disempowered. And second, you might even be choosing to wait for the reality to hit your spouse. The problem is, the longer these relationship issues go on, the more they become anchored, the more they become deeply embedded, and the more deeply entrenched they are, the harder they are to make anything different. And so here's the danger. You might be tempted to shift it from the spouse blame to self-blame. The shift from spouse blame to self-blame, that's not what I'm looking for because we're still in the blame game. So if you're sitting here going, okay, maybe I need to change that. I've got to stop blaming my spouse. So I'll just take all the blame on myself. Then all we've done is go the opposite direction, but we're still in the same game, which is the blame game. Generally, we find that if you go from one extreme to another extreme, you miss the place in the middle where something actually can happen. So let's not go to that other place, to that other extreme. I don't think that the point of my conversation with you is to convince you to blame yourself as much as to suggest that you might be addicted to blame. In fact, you're as addicted to blame if what you're doing now is saying, okay, it's all my fault. I'll take it all on. It's all my fault so we can move forward. That's still playing the same game just from a different angle. So I want to note really quickly, though, that people do act in destructive ways. I don't want to deny that people do destructive things. And so this is not me trying to gloss over the fact that there are probably some painful events in your life, whether it's an outside affair or a really dirty fight, a nasty fight or bad actions or bad decisions where somebody's hiding money or some action that undermines the commitment and undermines the connection. People do those things, and I don't want to say that they don't happen. The problem is we like to highlight the action and not look at the process underneath it, not look at the relationship that's holding that and creating the possibility for that to happen. So be clear that I'm not denying those bad things happening what I want to point to is how we move to a better relationship. Not deny that those things exist, but understand that those things exist in a context. Because what I've noticed is that most actions are made in the service of self or ego. Most bad actions that people take are made in the service of ego or of self. 
In other words, when we act badly against somebody else, it's because we need to do it for our selfhood, for our self-understanding, or for our ego. In some ways, we probably are doing it in order to believe that we are not the bad guy. And what's interesting is that there's a lot of bad actions out there. I mean, all you have to look at is politics or world order or any of those international actions, and you'll notice that somebody is feeling self-justified in their actions and pointing the finger at the other person about or other nation or other party or other politician about why they took that action. This is a natural human thing, this element of wanting to be innocent. It's just entirely destructive to an intimate relationship. And as we've noticed, it's pretty destructive to countries and to politics and to peace in different places. This same element is what we all act in service of ourselves because we want to prove that we took the higher action, even though it's at the detriment of a relationship. Most actions are in the service of the self, the ego, and it's to maintain the it ain't my fault frame. What else could I do, right? That's what we're basically saying. Of course I hid the money, but what else was I supposed to do? Of course I had an affair, but what else was I supposed to do? Where else were my needs going to be met? Of course I feel dirty about it. What else was I supposed to do? And usually they then ended up with actions of the other person. It's again shifting to the actions of the other person. So let me suggest a couple of shifts that can happen in order to clear up the addiction, in order to break the pattern. The first thing is to shift from blame to understanding. Blame to understanding. And there are a couple of pieces to the understanding. First, if you're able to understand that people do the best they can given where they are, this understanding was one of the most eye-opening moments in my life when I realized that people do the best they can given where they are. It may not be that they're acting the way I would want them to, It may not be that they're acting in a way that's optimal for their life. It may not be acting in a way that's healthy in their life, but they're doing the best they can given where they are at that moment. This is not saying that people are always acting at their optimal best. It's not saying that people are are always at their highest self. It's just acknowledging that where they are at any point in time, we're doing the best we can at that moment. So doing that creates an empathy, both for the other person and for ourselves, to recognize that there is a context that somebody's trying to move forward and trying to find a better way, but acting in that moment of the best they can where they are. The second piece of understanding under that from shift from blame to understanding is understanding that there is the relational dance. Many times we like to kind of have that snapshot. Not the motion picture, but the snapshot. Instead of watching the whole video of how it unwound, we liked only that one snapshot. That really puts the spouse in a bad light. And we missed the video before that. So part of my suggestion is to see the dance steps. Not just that one step, not just that one moment, but the dance steps over the life of the relationship. The second shift is from blame to responsibility. You see, blame is pointing the finger at who caused that past event. Responsibility is a little bit different. 
responsibility asks the question, given this, what now? Given where we are, given what's happened in the past, what do I do about it now? It gets us away from the who did this to what can I do about it? So if you're stuck at that place of saying, wait, I don't want to take on the blame, you know, you don't have to, but you might step into responsibility of asking, so then what now? Given where we are, what do I do now? And there's a second piece to the responsibility, and that is saying, I choose to move forward. You can't say it for your spouse. You can't wait for your spouse to choose to move forward, but you can step into moving forward. You see, whenever we make this shift to responsibility, we are empowering ourselves. Blame always robs us of power. Responsibility always empowers, brings us power. So instead of disempowering yourself with blame, let me suggest that you break the addiction. Even if your spouse stays addicted, you break your own addiction to blame and step forward into your responsibility of what can you do now to move this forward. Thank you for listening. Now, I want to introduce you to the Fortified Spouse Program that has helped thousands of women and men just like you save their marriages with an 85% success rate. It is based on four fundamental pillars. One, gain the tools to reconnect with your spouse. Two, understand the differences between men and women so we can appreciate and be more empathetic with our spouse. Three, learn how to gain inner confidence so we are no longer codependent on our spouse. And four, deal with our insecurities and triggers so we are more emotionally in control and not as easily triggered. If you're interested in learning more about these tools to immediately stabilize the marriage and postpone and delay the divorce or separation or win your spouse back from an affair, then go to www.fortifiedspouse.com and enroll in the program. It is going to change your life. It is going to make you the best version of you, and it has the highest probability of saving your marriage. You have been listening to the Save Your Marriage podcast for men and women. For further information, visit The Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you. Thank you.